fun less and less each day less and less each day so we had tom hardy as bronson we did and that was pretty much it a lot of a lot of no names which is uh, something that i can appreciate i don't who let me check this real quick and talk about something while i do okay i'm gonna look up the director um something that i can talk about while doug looks up who the director was um it was a weird movie, in, and I mean that in a good way, mostly because it the whole thing was the the like the meta theatrics of it. Mm-hmm. I guess the story over the story was that it was it was Tom Hardy as, as Charlie Bronson talking to this theater uh, of of people, and um, he was doing this weird miming routine and. Uh, I mean, it was cool. It was really cool to watch. Um, I'm not sure what it did for the story. I'm not... Like, the artistic direction, I'm not really sure um, what hold it had. Alright, I think it probably helped to explain why he was... Because, like, you can make the argument that he wasn't crazy, but he he was. There's a little bit of... Because he's still... In prison. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of insanity. It's in 2015, it. and he's still in there. The mm-hmm. director was Nicholas, either, I want to say Winding, but it's probably Winding. Mm-hmm. Riffin. Riffin? R-E-F-N. Riffin. Riffin? Ring? I don't know. Riffin? I don't know what an F-N sound is. Grand Rapid Riffins? Well, hopefully he pumps out more like this, because, I mean, it it was very much... Uh, it had the aesthetic of an art house piece. It did, but um, you know, which is weird because normally you wouldn't get that from the sort of like biopic action movie. But um, I would definitely have trouble finding it in our local theater. Yes, just like with Whiplash. Thank God for Netflix. Not sponsored by Netflix. I yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Probably never, but yeah, we're optimistic here. Yeah, we. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think I think that had something to do with his mental stability, mm-hmm. at least. Because I mean, I dug it. I just you know getting yeah. I mean, you having, didn't Kevin it. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Certainly didn't call on it. Um, oh, <laughs> the phone was not ready to it make was this not, yeah. I mean, you only can get so many. Uh, so many instructions on what does it mean in your uh, humanities classes before you start to look at something and go, well, what does it mean? What's what's the story about? And then what what's it about? Yeah, with a capital. Thing. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I'm gonna punch you in the face because that's one thing this movie made me want to do. Mm-hmm. It's punch people very hard. He really like, and he just did it with such candor. Mm-hmm. It was great. Just 
It was he was truly alive in those moments really? that he was fighting. That he was completely naked and fighting yeah, several people at once. That I mean, not a major point, but I woke up this morning and I didn't expect to see as much Tom Hardy dick as I did. That's Tom Hardy penis he's got. It's not a lot of Tom Hardy dick. Yeah. Um, it's um You know what? It's there. It's there. If it's anywhere, it's right there. Yeah. Right between his legs. You can't. <laughs> um, Couldn't miss it if you wanted to. No, it's. Um, um, but it wasn't focused on. It was. Just it like, wasn't. It was just like, hey, you. It's like you look because you're like, I wonder if they're gonna show it. Yep, there it is. It now a, I can't look away. It was a very feminist representation of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. We have fun. Oh, yeah, we do. So, uh, I was going to say something about penis. how he... Uh, no. Well, fighting. Fighting. Yes, fighting, sort of. When fight, you, you fighting penis. Yeah, fighting penis. <laughs> Charles Bronson. Gamecocks. <laughs> um, whenever you, you said that he... What did you do? Oh, no. I did a bad... I hit I hit my teeth with the oh, bottle. Oh no! Oh no! Dog's down. Hey, this is the first week in a while that we've actually had beverages with our movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of the original concept. We dropped it pretty quickly. Really, like almost instantly. <laughs> it was after we got through Boss Month that we were like, "All right, we don't need to get drunk." Yeah, every we time. don't. But but your thing about how he uh, he looked most alive when he was fighting people reminds me of my younger days. Uh, when for, you were fighting when people. I was fighting people um, no just when I was like I was I was a bad person when I first got a hold of the internet I was oh, no. I was that 13 year old that would pick fights with adult men just oh, to see how riled no. up they could get and uh, I've grown vastly since then but it, and now you're that and now I think it's wound up yeah now, now I get wound up the cycle is complete if you ever want to see a passionate man on Twitter follow Kevin. <laughs> Passionate about all the wrong. Yeah, things. really. I mean, I, and I'm I'm trying to bite my tongue now, now that I'm looking for jobs. But hey, man, you got famous followers, so yeah, I got a few of them. Um, yeah, I got a few. Of them. You know what? I appreciate every single one of them. There was mm-hmm. a point in my time where I was like, "Fuck it, make that number go up." Mm-hmm. But now, you know what? I I follow back most people because you know what? It's 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 the it's you people, and I don't mean that in a to talk down to you, but it's the people listening that are gonna are gonna make us famous, and it'll come back to you. Just remember that. With that said, there's a lot of people following me that I don't trust because they're like random accountants or whatever. I'm like, why would you follow me? Like what Colin. possible reason? Yeah. No, there's not enough people retweeting my things to get the word out there. You did. You did go ahead and tweet something about venture businesses or something. I did venture capitalism or something. But it was a quote that I attributed to the two of you, right? Uh, well, for the longest time, people thought I was some sort of music producer. I loved it. I think that's why MC Ren of NWA follows me. But yeah. humble brag. That's a nice. You know who drop. doesn't follow me though? Who's that? Charlie Bronson. He doesn't. Um, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Um, not even towards the point at all, because I, I guess I made mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told you earlier how I wanted. I had an anecdote. You did, Kevin. You wanted to explain an anecdote. Thank you for reminding me, Doug. Um, that was I was watching an interview with Tom Hardy, who mm-hmm. plays Charles Bronson, mm-hmm. dick out a lot. 
as Charles Bronson. Mickey Peterson. Really. Great sense of style, too. Really just knocks that Tom Hardy apart. or Charles Bronson? I would guess both of them, but Tom Hardy as Charles Bronson. And Charles Bronson allegedly is naked a lot of the times. So. Yeah. Um, he does have nice sweaters, though. He does, right? I mean, that, that end scene with like the white... The mm-hmm. white T-shirt and the the the, the glasses mm-hmm. and the bowler, fucking loved it. But um, Tom Hardy was saying that he was um, he was just hanging out, you know, doing nothing in particular, and he his phone starts to ring, so he naturally answers it as he, people are wont to do, mm-hmm. and it's Charlie Bronson on the line. Oh, that's terrifying. And he was like, hey. Uh, and I'll spare the the accent that I normally do with this because I'm sure it's going to be terrible. But hello, hello. Um, he he calls him up and he was like, "I heard you're doing a movie about me." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I am." And they get to talking about that, and it, eventually the conversation comes around to. He was like, "Hey, Tom, uh, you remember the floods?" And he was like, "Yeah, I mean." Yeah, I remember the flood. A lot of people died in the floods. Like, yeah, I remember the floods. He was like, "You ever hear that story about that little that little boy who uh, his leg his leg got stuck under some rubble in his house, and uh, the water's rising and it's rising, and he's trying to get his leg free, and he can't get up, and eventually the little boy the, the water goes above his head, and the little boy drowns because his leg was caught under some rubble, and." Uh, Tom Hardy's like, what the fuck? Why are you telling me this? Like, He's like, yeah, I mean, no, I never heard that story. He was like, you want to know something, Tom? That would have never happened to me. He was like, uh, why not? He was like, because I would have taken my fucking leg off. <laughs> he was like, sometimes you got to know when to cut things off in order to survive. Colin. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I mean... I guess, I guess so. And, uh, and there's a little bit of a silence, and Tom's like, now it's getting kind of awkward, because, like, I, I mean, this man's scaring me over the telephone, mm-hmm. which is some kind of fear, and he's like, so, did you have tea yet? And he was like, nah, no, I'm, I'm about to have it in a couple of minutes, actually. He's like, what are you going to have with your tea? And he's like, probably a steak. Oh, you cunt. <laughs> And then hangs the phone up. <laughs> oh man, if only it was socially acceptable to end most phone calls <laughs> like that. I'm going to end all of our texting conversations with that from now all on. Th- all those phone calls from the uh, companies that you've applied to. Like, Sorry, we're just going to. We're moving in a different direction. Oh, <laughs> if they would call me back at all. Yeah. But, um. I that and that, it's stories like that and watching this movie that puts me in a weird place because like I want to say almost directly like half of the movie I was like he just seems like a violent guy mm-hmm. but beyond that I don't think that I'd hate knowing him no I mean to be terrified and then him. and then the other half of the time I'm like they need to lock him up forever and never let him see daylight but it's just like he, he he's not like. I can't find the words right now, but it, I, there is some. He gets some sort of joy from it. It's like that's the only way that he's happy. It's a sport to him, just beating the fuck out of people. I think to your point about um, just like wanting to be whatever. With yeah. Him, I um, 
while watching the movie, there were times where after he was in the point in time where he was released from prison before he went back in spoiler yeah. alert. It's a man's life, so can't be that much of a spoiler. <laughs> I was thinking like what would I need to do or how would I need to behave around him mm-hmm. that he wouldn't try to beat me? That's <laughs> what I was kind of thinking too. Because he has He's a man of few words when he's not trying to destroy your world. Yeah. But he just has this... I'll attribute this to Tom Hardy, but I guess he's got a... It's got to be somewhat true in real life. He has a certain charisma about Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. That... um, It's brought him in the movie that he's not an ambitious man or whatever. Right. But he is comfortable with his place in the world yeah. and I think there's a certain power to that in itself mm-hmm. yeah no I think you're definitely right about that um, although we see there are, there are points of motivation that he has which I mean I guess you can attribute to some sort of ambition mm-hmm. um, uh, early whenever he talks when he's talking about you know not necessarily his youth, but his younger days, and he gets married, and they never really go too into that. No. Um, but he's sawing off a shotgun. Mm-hmm. They don't really go into a whole lot of that either, but clearly he's got something in mind. I mean, that's that's super premeditated. Um, I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but I'm going to use it. Um, Whenever the police find a sawn-off shotgun, they're like, alright, this guy was playing. So yeah. This wasn't a spur-of-the-moment right. thing. But then he falls in love with that... Except for Skyfall. Yeah, I can only assume that was a brothel. I'm not I'm not dead sure. The, uh, the uncle's place? Yeah. Yeah, it was something weird like that, where he catered to all desires. Yeah. Um, but he, he falls in love um, with one of the women there. and um, But she's got a boyfriend? I'm not really sure. Brian. Brian. Oh, poor Brian. Well, we don't know that he was poor. We don't know. Because Charlie B. was arrested shortly after proposing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, but that whole time, you and I were just, oh, poor, poor guy. Never stood a chance. Because, no. like, the look in his face. I thought he was going to throw her out the window. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that girl had some balls. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's the only person who stood up to Charlie the whole, the whole time and lived. Whenever he says, I love you, she's like... It's been nice. Yeah. Well, the first time, just, huh? Yeah. I said, I love you. It's been nice. <laughs> but I love Brian. Who fucks Brian? <laughs> He's my boyfriend. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, God. It's like, oh, the crashing of Pelham 1, 2, 3. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um... Yeah, can but then yeah he he it's like the easiest robbery ever. Just walks into a jewelry store, bounces the owner's head off the glass, screams at the poor woman who's working there, just takes the thousand pound ring. Mind you, doesn't weigh a thousand pounds. It costs a thousand pounds. It might. He was pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just want to know what he said to her the very the very last yeah. thing he said because he said ten minutes or don't call the police for ten minutes. Then he said. 15. 15 minutes but he yeah. said something else right after that that it was like it was something about the guy that he knocked out mm-hmm. but um there were certain points in the movie that pretty much require, require, one two three 
required subtitles. Yeah. It's because... I mean, thick British accents yeah. alone are hard to... Sometimes hard to understand, but whenever it's Tom Hardy mumbling them, yeah. as he is wont to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that I mean, that wasn't even like... I mean, like a thick Chelsea accent is one thing, mm-hmm. but that was something totally different. I mean, like... Listening to Scousers is is a pastime of mine. I think it's I think it's hilarious. I mean, not not discounting the the dialect at all. I mean, my favorite soccer player in the world is Scouse, but it's just really funny to. I don't know. Like they could just wear like a three piece suit, have a monocle, and just what? What'd you say? Huh? It's just funny to me. Uh, I don't actually know. Like I I said before, I think Charlie Bronson was a West Ham fan. Uh huh. You did say that. Uh, I, I was just kind of pulling that out of my ass. I don't really know. Well, who isn't a West Ham fan? Uh, me, mostly. Oh, shame, 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 shame. Charles Bronson. Now, let's see which one we're going to get. Oh. The well, actor. This, this is what he actually looks like. Because that was what I got immediately. He's so happy. Yeah, well. Looneyology. They do talk about loonies, isn't it? Cheers. I want to know how long he was locked up in the, uh, I guess... I guess it's a sanitarium. Uh, I guess I'll have to... Uh, yeah, they never really... I guess I'll have to search for Michael Peterson. Yeah, there it is. Um, Michael Peterson. It's weird because when I searched him earlier, mm-hmm. his name came up under um, Charles Salvador. Yeah. is that Was that him? I, I don't know if they changed uh, it to Mickey Peterson for the movie just because, like, to protect his family or whatever. Could be. But, um... Luton. So that, I thought he was saying Newton the whole time. Because <laughs> I feel like um, the jump from Michael Peterson to Charles Bronson is yeah, Evil Knievel over the Grand Canyon. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Well, he was a professional bare knuckle boxer. I believe it. Actually, we witnessed it. Yeah, we did. I didn't know that was going to be. It. I honestly thought that that guy that guy reminded me a lot of. Um, What's his face from the Big Lebowski? Um, the guy with the cleft asshole. Which one? Oh, not um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the guy that played Lupin in the that, Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Knox. Knox Harrington. Yeah. The video artist. Yeah. The friend with the cleft asshole. <laughs> Hey, ridiculo. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you, man? Just a friend of Maudie's. Let's see. Well. Bars over there. Luton Bedfordshire is in Wales, which means he's Welsh, which means he roots for Swansea. Swansea. He's still a West Ham fan. But, you know, those people are pretty uh, nationalistic over there personal life. I wonder if it's in there. He's Cockney. He was married twice. He was. And the movie only went into the one. And then another proposed one. But, um... I was gonna say I believed he was Cockney because his his accent reminded me of if you were just a stuff his voice in general. If you are just a stuff like a handful of marble, a couple handful of marbles yeah. in Michael Caine's mouth, and mm-hmm. then break his jaw, and then have him talk, and that's what. 
Tom Hardy as Charles Bronson sounds like. Marco Payne. Uh. Ah. Ah. So, I... We, we've gone into the movie. Um, yeah. We've hit various points. Wait, before we leave... The, well... No, no, no. Before we leave the character... <laughs> Dude, okay. Before we leave the character that is portrayed... Yeah. Can we please look on um, the original trial when he is sentenced to prison and his mother says he'll be out before... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier than seven years. And he just has like, <laughs> the most amused expression. Like, all right. Okay, okay. Sure. Like looking around. Whatever. Like, we'll see. It, it reminded me a little bit of the scene in uh, if the scenes in Wayne's World, especially Wayne's World 2, mm-hmm. when everybody's like frozen, but Wayne just breaks, and he's just like, are we really going to let this happen? Is this, I mean, I know this is a low-budget part, but come on, I think we can get somebody a little bit better than this. <laughs> it's funny because everyone else in the courtroom was just kind of sitting there, mm-hmm. but he's the only one that like, was like, all right, I'll yeah. just go through the door. Yeah. I'll tell you my one of my favorite parts of that movie was towards the end. Almost, almost actually at the end, mm-hmm. whenever he was harassing that poor art teacher of his, and who then, probably was his closest friend. Yeah, at that point. Um, although we know what happened to Alaska, they tried to make friends with him. He fucking strangled him in a loony bin. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but he was like, "Okay, he's had enough. Come on, get him." Uh, like that was just yeah. fucking butt ass naked, covered in black paint. <laughs> he's had. But I, I thought to go back to the um, the other guy that he mm-hmm. tried to strangle, I thought he was actually um, I don't know if it was just from my overexposure to Shutter Island, but mm-hmm. I felt like that guy was like undercover as a patient because he uh, had it together. Yeah, and that's why whenever it was like, maybe he did. I don't. I don't yeah, know that's why I kind of saw that he was like just checking up because yeah, because uh, our boy Charles probably was the most sane person in that yeah place, which is. <laughs> I'm saying a lot for the other people. Yeah. No, they yeah, I'm like your typical slobbering just yeah. bad in bad shape. And then there's him who also slobbering. But they were shooting him in the ass with drugs, so Yeah. Get him forcing pills down his mouth. Can't win them all. You can't. In fact, in that situation you win very few of them. Very yes, very few very few. One would even suggest none. He mm-hmm. he won zero of them. It would actually I mean, this is getting away from the movie, but it it uh, begged me to question if you are sane and you're put in an insane asylum, obviously you're going to be difficult with the staff there. Mm-hmm. And if they just keep sedating you and just putting you in that state, it's impossible for you to prove your sanity without taking extreme measures. Right. Such as trying to kill somebody. And that's happened a few times. I mean, um... I want to say that the the second season of American Horror Story mm-hmm. was loosely based before it went all fucking crazy with aliens and zombie people. But um, I, I've never watched American oh, yeah, Horror I, Story, so I don't know this. Oh. Um, it was loosely based. Okay, well, the second season was about um, this woman who um, was that Coven or Asylum? It was Asylum. Okay, she. Um, she she's a journalist and she's hearing about these atrocities that go on these medical experiments on humans mm-hmm. uh real manglish shit going on in this um asylum um so she sneaks inside and they catch her and they hold her 
and that's that's kind of the season tenderly for, yes just gingerly um my sweet with much care yeah um and it, it gets really really it gets really creepy but they um yeah like that that's based on a thing like if you it's happened it, it actually it it happens scarily mm-hmm. uh, uh, a scary amount of times that I'm trying to say just because like that's that's pretty fucking yeah that's up there with like night terror fodder it's um it's kind of like I don't know because I mean you you imagine the people that are working I don't even want to call it security but I guess orderlies mm-hmm. in a place like that are typically not very well, uh, not very well educated, or just they were never like the top of their field or whatever they do. So right. they do something like that, and it's putting them in a position of power uh, that they had like felt before for like fleeting moments or just mm-hmm. never really experienced, and there's an abuse of that power. Right. Like um, going back to a. Uh, what was it called? Shutter Island. Right. They, um, like you said, they did a thing with a journalist in American Horror Story. Well, have you seen or yeah, read yeah, yeah. Shutter Island? How it's, um, it's like an experiment with a, with a patient. Yeah. Allegedly. It's a lot more open-ended in the book, um, about them living out kind of the fantasy world they've created in their mind to establish some sort of sanity within themselves. That, uh, and if they haven't worked it out by the end of the yeah test or whatever it's lobotomy time yeah and there's really no way in that in that situation at least to work it out because everyone's telling you something different right but that's quite a tangent yeah I mean in in in, in Shutter Island not to get onto Shutter Island but uh, we're we should get, watch it at some point we should it's 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 worth talking about. Yeah. Um, but they kind of the movie went towards a direction, sort of like like they held true a little bit towards that, but mm-hmm. it was mostly in the background, kind of like a hidden little helper to mm-hmm. f- for the people who were watching it who had read what the hell was going on. But the the movie. Len, it, it leaned more towards symbolism in that uh, Leo's character had a thing with water. And yes. Like that was his barrier. Yes. Um, a lot of rain. I mean, it's on a, an island. Mm-hmm. I, I'm remembering that's the scene where he's on the edge of the cliff with the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then he gets down there and the ocean's actually further away. I think there's actually one part of the book and it's been a while since I've read it where he contemplates swimming back to the mainland but then um, something happens where he's like no because mm-hmm. he's like all gung-ho about it at first like I can do this in my physical peak yeah and he's like no yeah. <laughs> no I can't do this but anyways um man if you had slapped Charles Bronson on Shutter Island mm. good night Irene yeah, it would have been Shutter Island for a different reason. The warden would not have gotten away with his no militaristic techniques. Yeah. And you know what? I'm happy for Tom Hardy. I'm happy for him because 
he was in a couple of films, but he was he was a relative D-list celebrity up until he got huge as fuck for for Batman. I actually think, um, I want to say he got the part in Batman because of his role in Inception. Oh yeah, he was in Inception first. But I think he got Inception because he was in Bronson. Oh, is that Bronson? Is his I mean, he was in, like, Band of Brothers and whatever back then. Like, him and Fassbender, like, mm-hmm. were no-names way back when that was yeah. still around. But they were all, like... Oh, Michael Fassbender. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have a Fassbender yeah. month. Oh, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, they, like, there was, like, that whole camp of people, like, were a uh, small time back then. But they're mm-hmm. really blowing up now. Yeah. And, um, have you, like, watched Tom Hardy in interviews with anything? Yeah. He's... Not quite painfully awkward, but he doesn't. Um, from what I've seen, he rarely looks at the interviewer. Mm-hmm. He do- he doesn't look at the camera. He's just like looking everywhere. But yeah, uh, like um, there was I watched one for Mad Max, and um, it was him and Nicholas Holt. Yeah, Holt. Holt. Yeah, and like the person sitting directly across from them, and he's just like pretty much talking across Nicholas Holt to whatever is over there. Yeah just the entire time and it's him talking the entire time too mm-hmm. yeah I mean he seems it's nice to see victories going to the good guys mm-hmm. um, from what I'm led to believe I mean, he's, he's more about the acting rather mm-hmm. than the life that comes with it right so yeah like him Fastbender, um, Fastbender. you know what Shia LaBeouf's weird as fuck but I like him he's coming into his own finally yeah I feel like he he was meant to be in like all those things like even Stevens and Transformers just to get him and Indiana Jones just and to Holes get... he was Stanley I will not forget him in Holes because that is one of his finest roles Irish. but he had to go through that phase to come into where he was mm-hmm. meant to be right right now which I mean is... his role in Fury oh my god holy shit that was oh, good it was very good it was unexpected. It was. Like, I was like, okay, Shia LaBeouf's the, the Bible-thumping gunner. Let's see how this turns out. And he... Woof. Because, like, that same year, I think the only other thing he was in were those uh, Nymphomaniac movies, which everyone thought were, like, really weird, obscure art house pieces that no one really cared too much for. Because there wasn't a lot of... There wasn't as much sex yeah. as was promised. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. I mean, and then he had that YouTube video of him just screaming, do it, for five minutes. That was, like, two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> do it! <laughs> Which, I mean, has clearly gotten us nowhere here. Yeah. I mean, it's... You you think for a second, like, yeah, it's kind of inspirational, but then you just can't stop laughing while you're watching yeah. it, so that kind of goes out the window. Yeah. That window. That, that window directly behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, what was I saying? Um, no, I'm I'm happy for, I mean, me is some fucking schmuck from Southwest Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, uh, from South Beat Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm happy for them because you know it's not that I don't have it's not that I have anything against like the major, always been around in my lifetime actors, mm-hmm. but you know I'm Tom Cruise's mission. Tom Cruise gives his Mission Impossible. They'll throw him, you know, a different movie every now and again, but they're they're developed into the rules. I mean, yeah, Johnny Depp is always going to be the the stoned out, 
anti-hero mm-hmm. as he's been for the last two decades. Um, Nicholas Cage is always going to be batshit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Mexico. Christian Bale's always going to be on that thin line between brilliant and terrifying. Yeah, really. Um, and Heath Ledger's never going to come back. Why? <laughs> That's bad. That's worth <laughs> what I said. Um, Everybody gets a second chance. <laughs> Let's dig him up. Get him out as the Joker in the new Batman movie. God bless Jared Leto. Yeah. See what he's going to bring to the table. I, You know what? Mario Robbie said that she, he legitimately scared her. Well, that's good. So, maybe. Maybe that's maybe. not the best way to describe it. Yeah. I, that's good for the movie. Yeah, we could get into that. I don't, I don't know how I feel about Margot Robbie. You don't? She's very think, attractive, but... You need to see um that new movie... Z for Zachariah or whatever mm-hmm. because it's her Chiwetel Ejiofor and Chris Pine okay and that's it and apparently her performance is absolutely incredible yeah and the other two give great performances but she leaves them in the dust okay yeah I might have to watch that if I ever get a day off um just because like I feel like she's earning a lot of roles because of uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? I, I, I've seen it a couple of times. I mean, it's a good movie. It's borderline pornography. It is. But I think her popularity from that, obviously because she's very attractive, but mm-hmm. also is because she goes... Um, her performance... Whenever she's on the screen with Leo, mm-hmm. she takes the focus away from him just because of how, once again, charismatic she is yeah. in her character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little bit, a little bit of me just feels like slighted that we're never going to get the perfect Joker Harley Quinn yeah. matchup in Heath Ledger and Brittany Murphy. I want to clarify something. I don't think she's be getting po- she's getting more popular because she's attractive. I just think it's no, a fact no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's definitely that it's, was more for the listeners than for yeah. You. I knew you knew what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's not a it's not a male chauvinist thing. Yeah. Like, oh, she's only popular because she's hot. Like, she's obviously a legitimately good actor, but she's also attractive. Scorsese doesn't cast you just because you're right. attractive. Yeah, Scorsese doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, why would he slap Jonah Hill in his movie? <laughs> we can get to that another day. <laughs> um, but man, Brittany Murphy would have been perfect. Just perfect. Mm-hmm. We should watch Clueless next week. Or I'll watch it by myself. That's the Brittany Murphy performance you're going to go with. That's the one I like. The, what are you going to pick? Uh, Eight Mile? What about Sin City? I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I never watched Sin City. Really? Never saw it. Not a not a big Zack Snyder fan. Well, that was Robert Rodriguez. Was it? It was. I'm almost my 90. point still stands. I'm almost ninety percent positive. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez is a very um, niche fan group. It's yeah. almost like 
people that love the ultra violence of Tarantino movies but can do without like the incredible dialogue mm-hmm. and acting, they go see Robert Rodriguez movies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I but that's I it. Mean, Desperado is fantastic. Oh yeah. Antonio Banderas in his prime. Banderas. Danny Trejo always being the same age. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he he's re- that that guy's been 45 for his entire life. He was mm. born 45. He sure was. Um <laughs> unfortunate occurrence. Yeah. Um I like Danny Trejo though. Full marks to Danny Trejo. Um let me tell you something. Tell me something. We've gone way off track. I don't even remember what movie we watched. I think the the uh, <laughs> What were we talking about? Like that camp of actors. Yeah, good for them. Hats off. Yeah, I'm happy. I want to see them in more movies. I want to do more podcasts about to, movies that they're in. To make a very long story much shorter. Much shorter. Bravo to this new generation. Seriously. Newer gen- I mean, they're all like in their 30s already. Yeah. No, I mean, really, that's 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 what it is. I mean, by the time we make it famous, we're going to be in our 30s. So I hope not. Yeah, me either. Early. We need to get. We need to get. Uh, we're gonna have to have a conversation later. But um, <laughs> no, I mean that's just how it is. It takes. It takes a long. That life became fake at yeah. a certain point. Yeah, it it takes a long time. I am an actor now. But for a while, I was. I was like, okay, this generation is going to be defined by Logan Lerman and Alex Daddario, and <sighs> that's fine. It's a little sparse. I'm okay with it. Love it's Logan weird. Lerman. I really want to cast him in one of my movies someday. But that, that um that reminds me. I think it was I don't know if it was about a year ago about this time, maybe a couple of years. Um, Jennifer Lawrence said something about like where are all where are the next generation I remember of this. great I remember this. male actors because like she doesn't see mm-hmm. much of anybody outside of like. Um, why a novel movie adaptations right. becoming a big thing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I think is a good actor, but just may never really break it out. Don't you dare say Keith Stanfield. I was not gonna say Keith. You have this weird love affair with I think Keith Stanfield. It's just I think you need to see Dope. Okay. He has a very minor role in it, but it's just ooh. Yeah. He's present for that moment of where like the main character loses his innocence and it's just like his facial expression when it happens and just his behavior in general changes completely mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, good job, Keith. I want to cast you in a movie as Yeah, my best I'm going to have to watch more of his stuff so I can write his lines better, but um <laughs> cuz I don't know what he sounds like. I want to cast you in a movie to be yeah. my best friend. Yeah, he Keith if you're listening, stay close to your phone. Yeah, really. For the next six to ten years. Um, uh, I was going to say, yeah, really. Be ever present. I was going to say Dom Hall Gleason. Dom Hall? Dom Hall. Dom Hall. I think it's Don Mall. Don Hall. Dom Hall. Dom Hall? I don't think you pronounce the H. Domino. And I don't think you pronounce both the M. Dom Gleason. Dom Gleason. Son of Brendan Gleason. Son of Brendan Gleason. Bill Weasley himself. <laughs> I like him. I like him a lot. Did you see him in About Time? No, but I did see him in Deus Ex. I did not see Deus Ex. I heard it was. I heard it was weird. It's weird. 
Incredible acting. Is it? Oscar Isaac is, is it? That's not a question I should be asking. Yes. But I'm glad that you understood my gist. Yes. His his role alongside Bill Nye... The science guy. Yes. And... Bill Nye, the science guy. Yeah. Uh, I just want to repeat it so people would appreciate it again. Um... I, it was it was a uh, kind of a roundabout Christmas present for me. It was accidentally purchased mm-hmm. for me by an ex-girlfriend. Um, and she meant to rent it, bless her heart. And <laughs> let me tell you, the end of that movie came around, and I wept like a fucking baby. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like... Name a movie off the top of your head in which you get a portrayal of a good father figure. Like, a, like not like an okay, like you didn't fuck up father figure. Like a good dad. Finding Nemo. That was an animated movie and also a comedy. Hey man, the end though? I don't know. Here. Whenever, whenever Marlon thinks Nemo is dead mm-hmm. and then finds out that he's alive... And is willing to trust him to do something drastic after that. Oh, yeah, man. I don't know. Got me here, but the big thing that got me there was at the end of the movie, whenever Nemo is about to go off to school again, and he comes back and gives his dad a hug. Oh man! See, it's it's the cartoon, the cartooniness. It did nothing for me. It wow. it took away from the moment. Kevin has no heart. I don't. I've You're not lot, Kevin Hart. That's for sure. I, I've had a lot of heartbreak. I am. Emotionally dead inside. Kevin, no heart. Kevin, that's 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 gonna be a new gamer tag. Um, but what were we talking about? Bronson, Charlie Bronson. We were twenty five minutes ago. You're not wrong, probably about that. But um, good good movie. Oh, cinematography. This is probably the you point. You did take an issue with one thing. I, I don't know if I took an issue with it. I just I noticed it a lot. The director who you said was Reffin Nicholas Winding Reffin. That sounds Reffin. Maybe who knows? Rain. He likes, or at least the director of cinematography, really likes a strafing like wide shot mm-hmm. uh, there's another adjective that goes in there but um, it happened f- at least four or five times yeah and, and I mean don't don't misunderstand me I really really liked it but um, especially because it's it's kind of got this like oh shit's about to go down and now mm-hmm. he's just shaking a fence gate because it's locked and he thinks that it, it it had a very classic dry British humor it did it was very I mean I'm not gonna put him as the authority, but it had a very Simon Pegg-esque mm-hmm. um, flair to it at points just because, like, here's this bad motherfucker stifled by a gate. Um, and, and now in your head you're thinking, okay, well, he's just gonna climb over that bitch, but he just literally finds another way around. Um, as a human being is supposed to do, but you're not looking at him like he's an all human being. So the whole thing because it you've works. seen him beat so many people, right? I mean, that's just that. I mean, it's such a common. He's an animal theme. at that point. 
that he knows like he's he's meticulous he's just like i'm gonna i'm gonna cover myself in lard mm -hmm. and let these guys just come at me and they're not gonna be able to grab i'm gonna strip butt ass naked cover myself in butter and anytime he was in a scene with like a bunch of other people around i was like what's gonna set him off that he beats yeah. all these people up <laughs> but um what's gonna set him up that he just beats all these people off <laughs> came pretty close yeah but you did say something at the beginning of the movie there's this um there's this graininess yeah there to was most a... not not whenever he's in like his like blue denim shirt like yeah. speaking directly that's like crystal clear then everything else yeah it's when he's telling his story his own story so yeah. there's there's really three different parts of the movie there's the part in which he's maybe it's literal maybe it's some sort of his psychosis leaking through but when he's talking to the theater mm -hmm. completely crystal clear and Doug's got one of those fancy new 4k TVs beautiful picture thank you beautiful picture so that's completely crystal clear you could see the shine in his boots on mm -hmm. like the lights coming it's great and then there's also when he's in this denim, denim button up a denim up when the movie actually begins with right. the first thing is that totally crystal clear there too but when the actual like what we're watching with the gate and the him beating ass people up and his life in prison and out yeah it's got this visual noise a lot of a lot of specks a lot of dust in the air and you i mean you said i i said that's really starting to bother me and i got past it but you said that it's probably just part of the aesthetic yeah which i mean if we had more time on our hands, I'm sure we could... Oh, well, I mean, clearly that means this. But yeah. honestly, a couple beers in, it's 12.30 at night on a Thursday. Oof. It did something, you know? I mean, it, it... It got you feeling some type of way. It got me feeling some type of way. I looked past it. I accepted it. It probably... I mean, if we would find a way to take it away, I'm sure it would take away from the story. It's, it's a clear signifier as to what is the story and what is the narration. I'm glad you bring that up because it reminded me of one thing that I had a gripe with. Mm -hmm. And that was... Um, the character doesn't age at all in the movie. He doesn't. Even though he's supposed to be in prison for 30-some years, he looks the exact same when he goes in as he mm -hmm. does whenever he first comes out then goes back in and mm -hmm. there's a period of I think it said 26 years in between that point yeah there was a moment in the beginning when he didn't have a mustache and that was pretty much it well that was um when he was like working at the uh, whatever yeah. bakery thing or whatever yeah, that was I don't, and, yeah and he met his first wife is that who that was? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't really make that connection. But now that I, I'm thinking in my head, it makes sense. Who was then cradling a child as her husband... Sawed off a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Good lad. In what appeared to be the nursery that he should yeah. have been building a crib. In fact, I think that's what the guy's was. Yeah. Was that he was building a crib. I mean, it's like a four-second scene, so... But yeah. But, um, I, hmm, there was a little bit put on the fact that, because he, he starts off the movie explaining that he's not 
a bad person. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this, that, and the other thing he goes into. But every time he gets, he does something, he beats up a teacher, mm-hmm. beats up another student, the cops bring him home, the headmaster brings him home, and it's always... He my never home. kills anybody. He though. doesn't ever kill anybody. And he does say something about having a code. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the not killing anybody is part of that. I mean... Which then would lend you to believe that he is crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, his, his, and I don't want to say... I don't, I don't put the blame on his mom, but... It, she never really looked like it was her son's fault. Mm-hmm. Like, she was always kind of, like, giving eyes at the... Uh, in the bad way, not in the good way. At, like, the cops or the teacher or what have yeah. you that brought him home. Michael and then brought him inside but his dad when he gets out of prison for the first time and his dad picks him up and like he smiles at him and he gives him a handshake mm-hmm. but you can see there's a little bit of him that's kind of like ah oh, fuck yeah it's like um I was like I thought I'd never have to deal with your yeah shenanigans again which is kind of how we feel about Colin right now oh do 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 yeah. Um, so, needle and a thread. <laughs> needle and a thread. He said. Um, there was one small thing I wanted to say. Say it about. Say I don't know. If, I don't know how valid this thing is because I read it on like IMDb trivia for this movie or whatever. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> There's a spike. But um, apparently, whenever Charles Bronson found out that Tom Hardy was going to be portraying him in the movie. He shaved off his mustache and sent it to him in the mail. That's great. That's lovely. So going with what you said about it earlier, yeah. Tom Hardy had to be thinking, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's fun, though. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's fun. Wow. That's is... technical fun. Yes, sir, it is. So we are approaching our last ten minutes. On average. Oh, um, yeah, right now. 50. Wow, with only two of us. Right? Proud of you. Proud of you. Oh, you know, I'm not proud of... Who? Colin. Fuck Colin. Um, I'm not proud of you, Colin. That's a little cold. I I take the fuck Colin back, but still not proud of you. Yeah. Um, proud of Tom Hardy. I am proud of Tom Hardy. Oh, man, what a... What a performance. What a... Did this winner make a human being? He was exceptionally naked. Yeah. Uh, Do not he... deny his nudity. I wonder if this won anything. I don't even know if it was released in the states. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I know, but I don't know, so that's why it was a guess. Um. Well. That's not nearly what I wanted to search. It's really a shame that Bronson is also an actor because when you look up, oh wait, okay, hold on. Okay. Um, talk about something. Um, okay. Here's something I can talk about. I'm about to start talking about it right now. Talk about it. Let me talk about this thing to you while Kevin is searching for the information that he is searching for about this movie. Bronson starring Tom Hardy as Charles Bronson. Um, I will say, it being, what, what, what month? September? Yeah. 
September, early early to mid September of 2015, uh, the the new Tom Hardy movie Legend has not yet been released, where he plays two um, two brothers that are that are gangsters in London, obviously, because that's where he's from. I think he's from England. That's yeah. all that matters. And um, this movie has me very excited for that because you know. It's Tom Hardy, right. gangsterish role, mm-hmm. raised to beat people up. Have you found your information yet? Yes, he won. Tom Hardy won the British Independent Film Award for this movie in two thousand and nine. Um, he won the Evening Standard British Film Award for this film. Um, he won an ALFS Award, British Actor of the Year. Um, that's a, that's a hard one to get. There's a lot of great British actors. Yeah. Nicholas Winding Refn won the World Cinema for Dramatic Picture at the Sundance Film Festival in really? 2009 for this movie. Sundance. And the Village Voice Film Pool in 2009 gave Tom Hardy Best Actor for this role. So, it's a good movie. You don't have to listen to us. It is critically acclaimed. It is critically... The critics acclaim it highly. They did. They scream its name from the mountaintops. They certainly did. Probably just because Charles Bronson is beating them to a pulp and they're crying out in pain. A little bit of Say My Name going on there. Mm. When no one is around you. Say Baby I Love You. Mm, Different Say My Name. No, we had the right song, but it was just a different type of Say My Name that they were saying when they're shouting his name. Oh, okay. You kind of had me there. I was like, uh... How uh, many songs? How many songs? Say Say My Name. I mean, there is uh, the Florence the Machine. Flow Rider in the Machine? Yes, sir. Boom, 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 Okay, we're done there. I think that's a good point to sign we're off. We're done there. Uh, <laughs> woo! Um, yeah. Um, well, if you had to give it a rating out of five stars. I'd give it five. Would you give it five? I would give it five. Um. Yeah, I don't think there was really anything I disliked about yeah, this movie. I mean, it was very enjoyable all the way through. A nice, nice 93-minute long film. Yeah. Didn't drag on longer than if needed you, to. Um, if if, if like you, you get home from work one day and you don't want to start preparing dinner immediately, this is a great movie to watch it at really that time. Is. To unwind. Because, you know, when you get home from work, you feel like beating people up, and it's a great movie for it. <laughs> thought that sentence was going somewhere different, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> But, uh... Oh, we have fun here. We do. Well, we, I've said my piece. I've said pieces. Alright. Piece. I think I'm way too old. And... <laughs> I and think that's good. That'll do we'll her. see you next time.